Welcome to the Software Lifecycle Stories podcast. We bring you stories of what worked and sometimes what did not in the course of discovering, designing, developing, delivering and using software-based solutions as shared by practitioners who went through these situations. I'm very happy to share my conversation with Suresh Ramaswamy, a successful serial entrepreneur who started with roles in IT and then pivoted to helping others discover themselves as a transformational teacher. When I started this conversation, I was expecting a highly technical discussion with a VLSI architect, but what we ended up talking about was something literally mind-blowing. At PM Power, We've always combined the hard and soft aspects, including mindful approaches for deriving the maximum impact from the journeys of delivery excellence. This conversation touches upon some of the mindfulness aspects that can make an entrepreneur or an individual contributor successful. In this conversation, Suresh shares his perspectives on personal development and transformation, letting go to learn to manage stress, etc., the need to be inclusive, managing and balancing personal and professional relationships, and what we talk about as the work-life balance. Is it really so? And he also shares a peek into his latest book called Just Be. Just Be, living life under an infinite guidance and moving through life. Listen on. Welcome, Suresh. Thank you for sparing the time to talk to our listeners. As we normally start, uh, we would prefer the guest to introduce oneself and then really go from there. Thank you so much uh, for inviting me to be part of this podcast. Uh, really delighted uh, to be here in Bangalore and as well as uh, uh, meeting people who are truly interested in something deeper than the usual. And so, um, uh, absolutely looking forward to this conversation. Uh, my background, I would summarize it as I'm very much of a transformational teacher, uh, meaning helping people transform their lives, helping people discover deeper truths uh, in the context of life as, as they are living it, whether that focus currently happens to be on career or relationships or health issues because all of these supposedly or apparently different areas are all actually trying to take us towards the same thing which is deeper transformation so I look at myself as helping them connect the dots and discovering the higher potentials available to them through these life experiences so along those lines, recently I've written a book titled Just Be, and uh, we could talk later uh, about that. And, and that actually goes into many aspects of, uh, of what I just mentioned. Uh, in terms of my background, I would say uh, a good chunk of my career was in technology, uh, because technology to me is even now uh, absolutely fascinating. Uh, not just software, but really technology, including hardware, software, and all the possible uses of these uh, uh, 
incredible creations of mankind. Um, so I, I did spend quite a few years in software design and development, uh, VLSI or microchip, microelectronics design, uh, computer-rated design tools for IC and chip design. Uh, then later on, I worked with business software. Uh, at the time, you know, the term commonly used was client-server because it was moving towards distributed compu- computing from centralized computing. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, client-server and then there's d- databases and servers and middleware, so you might remember that term, and um, heterogeneous uh, systems. And this distributed computing led to suddenly issues like I have 25 different uh, sources of data and which speak different protocols and different APIs. How do I bring it all together and make an application that's meaningful? And of course, that led to human interface design, which also I found very, very interesting. So for a while, I was a architect um, and looking at these kinds of problems and which led to ultimately me starting my own software company addressing uh, one issue which I felt was significantly um, not addressed which is how to do business process automation in a way that is not does not require uh, investing in a huge computing infrastructure mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, that's that's what I started building and uh, one thing led to another and uh, the technology was became part of a larger uh, software company and uh, eventually that all that led to me um, focusing increasingly on personal growth and transformation not so much focused on myself but taking all the things I had learned and developed along the way and starting to share it uh, with with the world at large. Wonderful. Uh, a couple of uh, thoughts that crossed my mind as you were explaining was uh, one, this whole idea of uh, helping people transform. Uh, I am associated with uh, some of the startups at the early, early stage. People are thinking about starting up. And in Bangalore, you find that uh, there are a lot of Uh, professionals with uh, maybe a few years experience who feel very stressed at work and then they say I want to do something that makes a difference I want to go change the world transform the world but then when they start they probably are under greater stress because they don't know the game everybody thinks that uh, by writing an app they'll become a unicorn in in six months which chair doesn't happen (laughs) Uh, so as a technology professional who is also accomplished a lot in terms of your own transformation and helping others transform. Would you have some thoughts for them or advice for them? When you feel frustrated in your work, what do you do? Yeah, great question. So that touches on various areas, including entrepreneurship and what to expect as an entrepreneur and how to be successful as an entrepreneur. And I think one of the keys that you're asking is how to also transform yourself and the world uh, through the entrepreneurship. Yeah. So that's, uh, yes, it's a big question. Uh, let me touch on a few things that just come to mind. Uh, first of all, I think entrepreneurship, you know, doing your own startup, absolutely incredible. I would encourage everybody to certainly consider that possibility as a um, way of not only simply escaping what feels like a frustrating, potentially frustrating corporate environment, 
but really instead of that as stepping up to a higher uh, a higher you could say um, measure or scale or standard where you are not doing this to take it easy and quickly you know retire <laughs> but uh, really looking at it as more strategically i would say so that beyond the immediate app or the beyond the immediate idea which you just hope is going to turn into something um and it's fine to have those uh, you know dreams but at the same time we don't want to get so uh, short sighted with the dream that we are missing out some of on some of the other important uh, uh, areas that are available for unfoldment mm-hmm. so first let's touch on um i would say uncertainty and risk is probably the first topic that comes to mind where if you have not done a startup before you will be surprised the level of uncertainty you are dealing with you know everything is unknown and uncertain and is not just you and your little app mm-hmm. but how are you going to collect rev- how are you going to distribute it how are you going to collect revenue how are you going to track things there's literally any number of details which can immediately bog you down mm-hmm. and while all these things are uh, seem scary i think fundamentally what i would like everybody to understand is you learn to operate in that environment of uncertainty mm-hmm. it is a different mindset it is not the usual i am a successful person and i am going to achieve highly this mindset is not uh, appropriate it's really how do i thrive in uncertainty and moving towards success but not fixating on success as the sole criteria for the best outcome of what i'm doing very different mindset so this uncertainty actually as you learn to uh, operate in it for your startup turns out that is very 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 important for your personal growth and transformation because true transformation does not unfold according to some plan that you have created for the next 18 months mm-hmm. it has its own uh, twists and turns mm-hmm. and there are some things you know and a lot of things you don't know mm-hmm. so it is dealing with uncertainty and navigating uncertainty is very important in your own internal growth wow so this is one aspect which is uh, as you get comfortable with it you realize very few people are actually living that way because mm-hmm. most people risk are risk averse they're yeah. scared of risk right. they want security predictability comfort convenience mm-hmm. in fact they would like guarantees <laughs> yeah. okay can you just guarantee i'm going to i'm willing to do a startup but can you guarantee it will be successful that is a ridiculous question mm-hmm. of course you cannot guarantee it mm-hmm. if you are looking for guarantees don't get into the startup <laughs> business right so um this way of stepping away from predictability because even in corporate environments there is a lot of pressure to have predictable performance mm-hmm. you know everybody wants uh, quarterly revenues to be predicted mm-hmm. to the last paisa <laughs> they want you off by a few paisa oh what is going on this results unnecessarily in squashing a lot of potential that is there this mm-hmm. is true whether it's a startup or a fortune 500 mm. 
uh, we don't want to get over fixated with uh, with predictability so um, in terms of looking at um, how can i incorporate some elements of personal transformation into my startup okay. uh, certainly we set the uncertainty mindset but also uh, as whatever your original idea and offering is um, whether it's delivering you know pizzas faster or uh, uh, printing on demand or whatever the idea is, I would suggest look at what are the broader uh, impacts of that um, beyond you know rapid revenue growth and the usual success story, and look at how you can meaningfully help the world transform through your offering. Mm-hmm. And this is actually it requires a very conscious effort and. More than effort, I would say it requires a conscious intention. Most uh, entrepreneurs uh, might be tempted to uh, focus their intention on financial outcomes. Mm -hmm. And I would strongly suggest that keep your core intention to be of value to help others reach in your own words, whether it's higher states of consciousness or higher quality of life uh, or transformation at deeper levels. Keep that as the core objective and absolutely you you can have your financial uh, uh, objectives too. But that should always be uh, subservient to the core objective Mm -hmm. of having impact because that ultimately will cause you and your offering to blossom into something you cannot even conceive of right now. Right. So in doing this, uh, this is all about, let's say, the startup part. But as an individual, Hmm. what is a transformation that one probably has to be prepared for, Hmm. probably not transform before you jump in, Hmm. uh, while running in the rat race, or probably everyone considers it that way. Mm. Maybe this is something that is going to give me a very, you know, yes. vacation type of a lifestyle. Right. 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 What sort of transformation should one be prepared for, right? As you yeah. embark on this journey of entrepreneurial uh, type of pursuit. Um, I think you will find that it is more transformational than you had bargained for mm-hmm. because. Uh, if those of those of the listeners who might have pers- perhaps heard of uh, consciously pursued some sort of spiritual uh, growth uh, through whether it's yoga or meditation or vipassana or zen or whatever path you pursued mm-hmm. and said I'm looking for some spiritual uh, growth I'm going to study the scriptures and hang out with beautiful wonderful teachers we may have seen that as spiritual pursuit. Uh, I'm going to tell you that if you start, if you if you go deep in a startup, it's a very spiritual growth journey. Mm-hmm. How is that? Let me tell you one key point. So normally we think uh, of uh, spirituality requires us to renounce and let go of mm. various things and we normally think oh this is like a sannyasi kind of person you know they renounced everything they're wearing <laughs> saffron robes yeah. that is sannyasi 
Uh, I'm a regular person. Actually, spiritual growth requires, uh, it's much harder than just changing clothes. It is true inner renunciation, mm. right? And renunciation has nothing to do with ashrams. Renunciation has to do with inner letting go of anything less than the ultimate. Mm. Okay, we're not just talking uh, a nice shoe or a nice watch or a nice car. Oh, okay, I'm going to let this go. It is anything that is ultimately superficial with, as compared to the ultimate truth. Mm. So this letting go-ness, okay, this renunciation, you will find that when you start working and have your own company, every single day, you will be challenged with some preconceived thought you had, Mm -hmm. whether it is how a product should look like or how it should be designed or how a customer should uh, interact with it or how partners in a company should behave or anything that you think you you know Mm -hmm. it, you will find that these beliefs, concepts, preconceptions, attitudes are all challenged. And what happens when it is challenged? You have two choices. You can decide I am already right, I am going to stick to my point of view, I am going to defend it, I am going to argue, I am going to fight for my, to defend myself. Or you can say, let me step back for a second. Mm -hmm. Yes, I had that point of view. Let it go for just five minutes and consider other possibilities. Mm -hmm. Perhaps some of them are better possibilities. And perhaps some of them are suggestions coming from partners, customers, stakeholders, suppliers, wherever it is today happens to be, it's coming from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And am I willing to let go of my preconceived idea of some kind? You will find that this is very much called to renunciation, letting go of Mm -hmm. any sort of pre-supposition, preconditioned belief. And if you really think about it, a lot of our things, even the things we think we are, I have worked in software for 100,000 years, you think you know it. Well, don't always assume you know it just because you did it for 25 years. There's always something different at any given point in time. So this constant letting go-ness of what you thought versus what is currently facing you and being able to be flexible, adaptable, let's even use the word agile, <laughs> for some of you agile <laughs> has some meanings, uh, is is going to be critical and that actually mm. is very, very, very important for your own personal growth, spiritual growth, transformation. It is one of the most critical elements. I also mentioned uncertainty earlier. Right. This is a critical element where if you are rapidly letting go of anything and everything in favor of something bigger, Mm. the bigger starts taking over. And Mm. and in other words, you become bigger. Uh And this is really very much at the heart of spiritual growth. And so you will find if you keep doing that, you know, in in a few years of your software uh, company or any other type of company, that you are at a completely different place internally Mm -hmm. at the end of that few years. Mm. So that is, uh, I would say, one one thing, if you are keeping that in mind up front, Mm -hmm. because Shivguru, you were asking about that, how can I up front, what can I do, what mindset can I have? This is if you go there prepared, you will have less of a struggle 
because struggle and conflict and nobody likes that yeah. but if you willingly let it go you will find it is much more exciting challenging and fun see the very different words yeah when you are in that mode of being flexible dynamic adapting ready for change willing to let go uh, you will find the interaction with partners interaction with customers interaction with employees interaction with stakeholders of all kinds much more exciting joyful and exploration just like you know you why do you decide to go on a trek to you know kedarnath rishikesh why because you cannot predict every little detail but you have decided you are going to enjoy all those twists and turns yes. yeah. that attitude if you take there will be twists and turns and i am not going to fight them i am going to enjoy them and the key to enjoyment is letting go sounds simple but i guess it will take time to sink in and actually internalize it uh, but then my mind can't wait <laughs> a lot of questions mm-hmm. uh, trying to combine two things that you said you know that you also help people transform the aspect of relationships also now when one starts to let go and then aims for a higher purpose while uh, you spoke about how it can expand oneself in this enterprise context or a soft startup uh, context how does it affect the personal relationships okay yeah great question because relationship thing goes something that you can do outside of work also yes yes absolutely so turns out this letting go ness actually um has got big implications for our relationships both personal and professional very big implications uh, and we might actually have a tendency to look at personal relationships very differently than we might look at professional relationships uh the fact of the matter is we we tend to look at it like that because we partition things into work life and personal life or life outside work and we're always looking at it mostly from a time and resource perspective uh chopping off hours and and looking at it that way but if you look at it from a little deeper level we are constantly in relationship with the what is around us Mm-hmm. whether it is a animate object inanimate object a person who happens to be a coworker right now because you happen to be sitting in an office you step out for a walk it could be a stranger you see outside in the park and you step at home it could be a family member mm-hmm. but truly from a consciousness perspective there is a field of consciousness and within that field of consciousness there are things moving through it which mm-hmm. appear to be something other than myself mm-hmm. and then you relate to these things these okay yeah. so in a sense all of these relationships you could say are sort of in the same broad category okay of something i perceive within my field of consciousness <laughs> that uh, clearly is there and what does it mean how do i want to relate to it etc now when you look at letting go what happens with any relationship is relationship are actually relationships are absolutely incredible tool for growth mm. whether you are looking for growth or not looking for growth <laughs> so the only thing is if you are not looking for growth relationships can be frustrating mm. because they are constantly trying to push us towards higher states of consciousness more awareness more expansion and if we resist that 
we what do we do we feel the relationship is difficult yeah. okay so uh, we we tend to then say i would rather have easier relationships because you know i have enough stress in my life i don't need more difficult relationships but unfortunately we don't look at it as the difficult ones are trying to show us something that perhaps we don't want to see Hmm. and what is it we uh, is challenging us some belief we do not want to let go yeah okay so that comes back to letting go so let's say you go for a startup and you are uh, wise and you are ready to let go and you keep letting go and your startup actually unfolds beautifully then let's say that letting go ness that develop the cap- capability you have developed mm-hmm. Guess what? You go back to your family. You go back to your friends. That letting go ness is there inside you. Mm. You will find your friendships are so much deeper, mm. and your family relationships, even good ones, are not just good. They are extremely good because you are able to go so much more to an authentic place where you are who you are, but you also allow the other person to be who they are because you are not constantly wanting them to be fitting into your okay. model. you know yeah. this is what causes tension <laughs> you normally we think uh, oh i have this relative and he or she uh, we see things differently and that causes stress mm. if you truly let them have their point of view mm-hmm. you don't you can be comfortable with your point of view let them have their point of view already half the t- the stress is gone okay so to do that requires letting go because i notice some people they don't even want the other person to speak because just by them saying their opinion this causes stress <laughs> well this suggests that you need to look within yeah. and say why am i so stressed out if they even speak their opinion mm-hmm. let them speak their opinion mm. give them space that shows that you have enough internal clarity of your own that you are willing to let that happen so again this is letting go ness of different kinds mm. letting go of any kind of expectation and letting go of uh, that things will go a certain way in a relationship mm-hmm. we we let it develop in its own way and so personal relationships actually thrive and surprisingly you might find some relationships which have been very challenging for maybe a long period of time mm-hmm. when you are in this open attitude of letting go and being very flexible suddenly those people suddenly they there is the tension dissipates hmm. tension dissipates and you wonder why was i all worked up about this and mostly projecting a lot of things based on fear mm-hmm. or oh, this person must be like this that this half of those things probably are not even really true Okay. but they come from that place of not wanting okay. to let go okay. okay so when the energy starts flowing in your relationships which how does it flow it flows because you get out of the way mm-hmm. how do you get out of the way by letting go mm. so then the relationship flows and flourishes because the energy flows and flourishes and like i started saying when i responded to this question this will positively impact all your relationships yeah that is like a yeah. huge bonus yeah so the actually when you go through a startup experience even if it is like 2 3 4 5 years it will leave you a different person mm-hmm. if you go with it with a good attitude and that outcome is way 
better and more important than your product you know succeeding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. although obviously that hopefully that also happens yeah. uh, but this is something you are going to take with the rest of your life and now i understand one of the statements you made at the start of our conversation mm-hmm. that it is not about changing your dress or going to the mountains mm-hmm. that's probably forcefully letting go and then trying to isolate yourself but rather while being there yeah how do you manage this yeah Exactly. That probably segues into uh, your book. Mm. Is this about just being? And then can you, you know, share something about uh, what is to just be? Yeah, I'd be happy to. <laughs> so, yeah. So my book is the full title of my book is Just Be, and the subtitle is Transform Your Life and Live as Infinity. Mm. So. you can see a little bit uh, in fact uh, my goal when i started writing the book was if somebody just sees the title mm-hmm. and that's all they just see it on a bookshelf and title i my intention is it it has a huge impact on your life mm-hmm. because it is a distillation of uh, everything that i've uh, learned along the way mm-hmm. that i also feel ultimately some of our great wisdom traditions have been pointing at in so many ways mm-hmm. uh, it is so easy to get distracted with uh, some of the cultural factors social factors external factors which come with all these different traditions mm-hmm. that sometimes uh, it's hard to tell what is that core truth mm-hmm. and for me the core truth you could distill it down to just be mm-hmm. uh, because let's look explore that a little bit and given we have limited time i'll just touch on a few couple of key points sure. and feel free to shivgaru interrupt me to if you want to uh, me to elaborate on something um usually we are thinking i want to be such and such i want to be a successful doctor i want to be a successful lawyer whatever that may be or an athlete or whatever or i want to be a good parent these are all pointing at wonderful things but they are ultimately certain roles we can play mm-hmm. we can play them well and that's excellent as we go through our life journey no matter what uh, passion you have you start seeing that ultimately it is not about being this or being that it is not about doing this or doing that but it is the core of your presence who you really really are mm-hmm. and knowing that and being realizing that allows you to significantly impact all the other things you do all the roles you play mm-hmm. what happens unfortunately is we get caught up in our roles to such an extent that we lose track of who we really are mm-hmm. and then we find out that oh i became so successful but why do i still feel incomplete unfulfilled unsatisfied i have uh, so many things but i'm just not happy if i am honest you know that's what a lot of people feel or there's so many variations of that so all of these are pointing at one thing is that first you have to discover the most important truth of your own being mm-hmm. and when you do that it is not an intellectual 
pursued by any means mm. it's a purely uh, internal direct perception of truth mm. of who you are which turns out your essence is far beyond what you might normally consider your personhood mm-hmm. your personality your name and so on that is just some of the more transient superficial aspects of your being but if you notice that keeps we engaged you know even spiritual aspirants might say oh i know that i am not my body okay. oh, i i know that i am not uh, this but what is going on in your consciousness if you see sometimes it is preoccupation with these very things yeah. okay <laughs> which you say you are not so yeah. there is obviously some contra- some uh, contradiction there so when you actually see who you are it is absolutely amazing it's absolutely amazing because you start glimpsing that you are an infinite being who is walking around in what looks like a very finite package mm-hmm. but your essence is not that finite package it is absolutely incredible so this discovery and realization when you live it how do you live you i would say you just be because you do not have to go about trying to play any particular role now just to be clear just be doesn't mean you don't do anything mm-hmm. just be doesn't mean you do anything you want we're not talking about that that's yeah so or does mean you're sleeping all day because just be yeah what there's nothing to do so just be when you truly embody that state you live your life from a place of i would say your infinite nature is guiding your movement through life mm-hmm. and you I notice i said movement through life not sleeping through life so that moment through life will involve family friends work everything is there there is moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but instead of me you know the little suresh trying to move through life mm-hmm. it becomes this infinite being who looks and sounds like suresh moving through life mm-hmm. or whoever mm-hmm. right in fact it is absolutely the calling and ultimate uh, direction we are all going in mm-hmm. whether we may realize it or not it's life is taking us there mm-hmm. so this just be the book takes you through the entire process so it is it is talks about what is the state uh, and how is it different than what we usually think of mm-hmm. and then how do i Uh, then we look at life and we feel oh i i love this idea of being but let me tell you i have a difficult project ahead i have presentations due i have to complete the budget and i have to take care of my family and there's a wedding coming up and you know this is if i didn't have that i would be happy to sign up for your retreat and be just be all the time you know i i love it so uh, how do you take all these aspects of life and um, actually not just deal with them but you actually leverage them for moving truly towards just be mm-hmm. truly towards understanding who you are because we we may have this concept that oh it is just always running off to the mountains and meditating that is that what you're saying no absolutely not mm-hmm. that is not the exclusive way to discover your true being 
Uh, in fact, sitting in the traffic, you could be discovering the truth of your being. Mm-hmm. On the family dinner table, you could be discovering the truth of your being. And really, in the middle of a corporate board meeting, you could be discovering the truth of your being. Mm-hmm. So don't think it is all about sitting quietly in the eyes closed. Mm-hmm. Although, of course, that is a absolutely wonderful practice. Uh, but that's not the only thing. So uh, in part one of the book, I talk about uh, life and how life situations and life challenges, we can take them and use them to transform us to higher states of consciousness. Mm -hmm. In part two of the book, there are three parts. Part two, I give specific uh, practices which you can regularly engage in. Okay, all right. So uh, there is is so many things out there uh, in terms of uh, cultivating awareness and uh, elevating consciousness. So I've taken what I feel is the four most critical uh, pieces and very simple practices that combined together, if you do daily, that tremendously accelerates the uh, rate at which your consciousness expands. Mm-hmm. So that is a concrete practice that uh, one could do daily. And then part three is what I call the living as infinity part. So you say, well, now I have really expanded and discovered my true nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I truly live from this place? Mm-hmm. Um, what does what do relationships look like? What do emotions look like? What do all these things look like? Mm. And how can I contribute maximally to the collective at large rather mm-hmm. than up until now it was me and my growth. Mm-hmm. And uh, we feel this this is such a lofty state we are looking for, the state of whether you call it enlightenment, liberation, realization. Mm-hmm. If I just get there, oh, that is more than enough. Well, it's great, but it's not enough. Uh, And reason is you want to get to a point where you are actually actively living that and actively sharing. So these lofty states that we might call enlightenment, realization, liberation are incredible, but not enough because having tasted and uh, achieved those states, it is important to live them and share them, embody them, radiate them. And that aspect is what I call living as infinity. Because you're no longer living as a small being, you're living as infinity. But it's important to live that. It's not enough to have just uh, tasted it. So you you really get established in it and share it. And this is an important part of also helping the collective in the Uh, transformation of consciousness on a very large scale. Mm -hmm. So while living it, you are automatically helping. And when I I want to clarify, living it does not just mean uh, giving public talks and having the appearance of a teacher. Mm -hmm. It can look like a very ordinary uh, sort of uh, you could continue, for example, you could be a you know software engineer and that is uh, and embody infinity as a software engineer mm-hmm. or embody infinity as an airline pilot mm-hmm. or embody infinity as a grandmother. Mm-hmm. Perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. There is no, nothing I am trying to suggest that uh, sharing this implies being some sort of global teacher or something like okay. that. This is simply living and sharing in whatever context you find yourself in. Mm-hmm. But this way, we are demonstrating 
uh, in a very fundamental way just by our existence that this is possible okay. and this is something everybody else will see and say okay now i understand why this is so good that i, I would like that kind of thing rather yeah. than just being good yeah. this or good that okay. so that's uh, that's a, a quick summary of the book and i do want to just mention a comment i got from one reader and this person she called the book as a lifetime companion mm-hmm. meaning this is not a book that you quickly read in a few hours and put it away in some corner this is the kind of book you read over a period of time and you really let it affect your consciousness yeah. because part of the reason for why i am excited about this book just be is it is actually more than a book it is actually a vibrational tool which can actively help you transform your consciousness mm-hmm. it is an active participant in your transformation mm-hmm. if you wish it of course yeah Okay. The second time you answered a question that I had, <laughs> the way you described it, um, at least the three parts of the book, and then once you have the practices, mm-hmm. uh, the thought in my mind was that unless I practice enough, or at least start practicing, yes, I can't probably get into part three. So, okay. two questions from that okay. is that how would you recommend this book be used? Okay. Like you said, it's probably not something that you finish you know, over a weekend or in right. one sitting. Right. Uh, how would one pace it? Right. Okay. Um, And then I'll ask the second question. Okay. Yeah. So, generally, I would say start reading the book sequentially because it is read, designed to be re- read that way. It builds up that way. Uh, so, that is uh, part one is where... we are dealing with life challenges so that's a good place to connect mm-hmm. uh, and so that's a good place to start now so s- simple rule is read it sequentially now having said that uh, i'm going to contradict myself a little bit because you might see a chapter which is down the road you see chapter 10 and that looks very very interesting for some reason mm-hmm. and it is in part 3 and you feel oh my god this is part of living as infinity i would say feel free to jump yeah. there mm. uh, and you can find some you if you're drawn to it you will find something there that is very fascinating which you can use right away okay. so uh, so have the general rule of sequential but feel free to break the rule mm-hmm. as often as you okay. like okay. <laughs> okay. okay yeah um and I, did you have one more question please yes. yeah um because some of these seem to be very practical i can do which means right. that it is a one on one level i can be a novice i can be just curious i can be something whereas yes. this living infinity kind of bothers me a little bit that should i be yeah at a certain level of practice or something is it a four on one level book all right right okay yeah okay so so the the paradox with just be is first of all you do not have to do something first before you are eligible and qualified and competent enough to just be just be okay. is intrinsic to every one of us mm-hmm. from the moment you have been there mm-hmm. so you can go to the state of just be right now mm-hmm. and i would encourage you to do that and not think that i have to complete this book or complete this practice or do anything else you can just right now you're ready for this okay right now so 
the just be state is a very advanced state at the same time it is a very very accessible state to anybody if you are breathing okay. you are right there you mm-hmm. are just just so close to it so you can go there any time now i also give lots of practices in the book because we are used to somewhat uh, thinking we need to do something mm-hmm. and uh, why not do something that will make the access more crisp mm-hmm. so there are certainly doings that you can explore mm-hmm. but don't feel like these doings are something without which you can't go there okay. they are going to smoothen and it's like putting grease so that you can go more smoothly and easily mm-hmm. but it is not fundamentally saying that until that you cannot go because the most important requirement you have already satisfied your essence is there right now mm-hmm. that's all that's needed you can go there <laughs> okay that's definitely reassuring and then uh, definitely not scary good yeah to read the book good okay. good yeah uh, one uh, thought that crossed my mind as you i just to close uh, recently uh, I heard someone saying that uh, we all have aspirations and we all want to be identifying some role models saying that let us be a hero let us be a champion let us be you know this successful person in life and all that and what this person is saying that is all wrong wrong way of doing things so aim to be an amateur mm. have fun amateurs do it because they love it mm. right? and definitely after this conversation mm. and the initial apprehensions i had about the book or about this jump into mm-hmm. the unknown or the uncertainty and all that mm-hmm. uh, i think i'll probably i think i'll enjoy it mm-hmm. good yeah good excellent yeah. excellent so, thanks rish for the time uh, i'm sure uh, there would be questions from our listeners uh, when we get those questions we'll pass them on to you yeah it's uh, it's been a delight uh, shivguru thank you for uh, inviting me to this podcast and uh, i'm i'm thrilled we were able to cover so many things excellent questions and uh, i definitely look forward to future conversations thanks If you like the show and would like to share your experiences with the community or know someone else who might want to do that please get in touch with us at podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com that is podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com please rate the show on podchaser stitcher iTunes or any other podcast client that you find us on please also share our episodes with your friends and others in your network if you or anyone you know would like to be featured on our show do write to us at this email address podcasts@pm-powerconsulting.com